Welcome, everybody. I am so excited. Uh, my name is Tammy Tran, and I get to be joined by a really good friend, Tammy Bowie, to open up with our first podcast for the LEAP podcast, Leadership Education for Asian Pacifics. Tammy. Hi, everyone. This feels like a regular conversation over the phone that we would typically have just with many other friends along the way. Can you believe this is our first podcast? In the middle of a pandemic, no less. <laughs> and that's the reason why we're doing this. It's a way to stay connected. Um, and Tammy and I, a couple, I would say a couple months ago, we talked about, um, you know, how do we stay connected besides, um, you know, talking on the phone or connect, staying connected through the, the, our, our, our texts. Um, and we thought about putting together a podcast as a way to kind of not only stay connected, but to share some of the amazing conversations um, that we have and tap into the network that we have through leadership education for Asian Pacifics. Completely, Tammy. And I would say what a phenomenal time, right? Um, not just personally for us as moms raising children during this time, but with all of the issues going on in our society, um, all of the issues related to Asian Americans and being Asian American during this day and age, um, but also having a woman vice president and the change in our political landscape. I just think there are so many amazing and rich things to talk about. And I just feel really honored that we took the leap of faith to make this happen. And so I really want to thank you for pushing us to do this. Um, and I think this first episode really was about how we took a leap of faith to make this happen. I really want to thank you publicly for making sure that this was something that was possible because you had an idea and I love and have so much faith in you that I wanted to be a part of this with you. So thank Thank you, Tammy. Thank you, Tammy. Tammy Bowie. I feel like um, there's just so many opportunities for us to do great things. And I've learned so much from Tammy over the years. You pushed me to take leaps of faith when I felt like I was dragging myself. And so I really appreciate that. And in this episode, we'll talk a little bit about that, about how long we've known each other and how we've been connected, not only through our careers, but to our um, commitment to our communities. And so I'm so excited about this podcast and not only talking with my friend Tammy Bowie, but also um, connecting with so many amazing women in our first series, Women in Power. This is our first podcast, and by, by introduction, we've been longtime friends. I don't even remember when we first met, but I feel like um, we have parallel paths, Tammy and I, and um, we're really excited to be be sharing some of our stories about how we've taken leaps of faith in our own lives. Totally. And actually, Tammy, I do remember how we met. Uh, <laughs> we met at a March of Dimes. Um, it, was a, it was a community event. And I feel like you offered to drive me to the event. Oh, my God. And that was in high school. <laughs> yeah. Have we really known each other that long? <laughs> We've known each other for a very long time. We have known each other when we were single, when we got married, right. when we got kids. And, That's right. Yeah, and I, I think I was legally driving at that time. So uh, <laughs> I sure hope so because I was in your car. <laughs> wow, so that means we've known each other for more than half our lives. Uh, yeah, oh, really? and I would like to say, I think we just look better and better with every year, Tammy. So. 
<laughs> so as you can hear, we're longtime friends. Um, we're working moms. And I would say we're also troublemakers. Uh, <laughs> Only the good kind. The good yes, kind. Yes, the good trouble. And, and really to be advocates for others. And that's why we're so excited to start this podcast as a part of LEAP, which is Leadership Education for Asian Pacifics, a nonprofit that serves API leadership. It's an organization that's uh, national and it's been around for more than 20 years. Um, And I met my husband through a leadership development program. Uh, I was an intern at the time following around executive director, Linda Kutagawa. And I happened to, so it was an internship program that exposed uh, college graduates to the potential career in the area of nonprofits. So I thought like, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to be maybe a nonprofit leader. Um, but let me let me see what that looks like. So I happened to do my internship for LEAP and I got to see the programs in action. And my husband, who then was just not my husband yet, but was a participant in the program. And it was the higher education program. So LEAP does a number of different development programs in corporate, in higher education, in nonprofit, in um, for young people. Like I said, for myself, it was I was a college grad. And I met Daryl and I remember I thought this is a brown man. So Daryl's black and, and Korean and he looks so beautiful. I said, I'm either going to marry this man or I'm going to make someone really upset. I, I don't want to do the latter. So <laughs> I uh, found out first of all that he was single and available. And then uh, we got to know each other and then we've now known each other for almost 20 years. And Tammy, you were at you. You were the MC at our wedding. That's um, right. And Linda was there. So we've come full circle. Um, but I share that as a backdrop to the fact that just this past year, Daryl. Um, so remember, Daryl went through the program for administrators in higher education. That was a, a way for them to build leaders in higher education into higher levels of leadership. And last year, he was offered a president position at Las Positas College, which is in the area. So I would say that's a, an example of LEAP really kind of putting into action what they what that program is all about, right? And so, of course, I called Tammy. I remember I called you and I was like, oh, my God, I'm super excited for him. Now that means I have to leave a job that I love. I was at the time the head of government community relations for Cal State Fullerton, Orange County at a 10 minute commute, two little ones. Um, I was finally able to balance um, a a good, a relatively good commute, um, be able to like take care of my kiddos and feel good about what kind of work I was doing. And then here comes my husband um, getting this presidency. And so while I was really happy for him, I was really admittedly kind of torn about me having to choose between a career that I loved and worked so hard to get to. I remember. And I remember you said, Tammy, you have to just take that leap of faith. It'll all work out. And I was like, easy for you to say. <laughs> um, but, you know, I have to say we are on the other side. We're now in the Bay Area and it's been the best thing. I, I could I could not have thought of um, a, another way to have taken a risk and then to see what was possible. Sometimes you don't even see what is possible. And I think luckily I have friends like you that I was able to call upon to tell me and remind me that as long as I knew why I was doing something, as long as I knew who I was, what I could bring to the table, it will all work out. 
And it has. So I want to thank you, but I also want to say that's why it's about, it's very personal for me. Um, it's, it's personal because you were somebody who told me to take that leap of faith and you made you that that's, that's why I'm here. So anyway, thanks, Tammy. Well, I have a similar story, um, you know, about you, Tammy, because, um, you know, I, 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 I thank you for, for reminding me that we met with, um, in high school through the March of Dimes, but our paths have been really parallel because we both worked in politics. We both work in corporate and, and, um, in fact, the only reason why I even have, I am where I currently right now is because Tammy kind of conned me, um, into the role. I, you know, I worked for 12 years, um, in government and, 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 and primarily in politics and loved my job to this day. I feel like I, I worked for one of the good guys in politics and um, I got married and Tammy was also at my wedding. And in fact, I remember our conversation about a new opportunity that Tam Tammy told me about, about at a company that she worked for Southern California Edison. At the time I was um, deputy chief of staff to a state Senator and I had just gotten married. We were on our honeymoon and we were on a cruise ship in Florida. And I don't know why I was still on the phone, but it it was very typical of me at the time. And Tammy and I were talking about this opportunity at Southern California Edison. And I feel like, you know, she was trying to get me to apply, you know, apply for this position. I, we've had talked about other opportunities to before. Um, and so, you know, long story short, I, I, I took a leap of faith, you know, went through the interview process, actually didn't think I was going to get the job, spent most of the time talking about how much I love my current job. Um, but, you know, it worked out where I, you know, I, I took a leap of faith uh, and left a job that I really loved, a boss that I really loved, but the opportunity to really um, grow in this role that I had. And we really, it was um, to be the senior community liaison to the Asian Pacific Islander community. So I feel like in a lot of ways, it's full circle because, you know, Tammy and I met when we were younger in high school and, you know, we care about the communities and I got to um, join a company and, and really focus on serving our API community. And that's really what the leadership education for Asia Pacifics is about. It's not just a, a place where you can find your future husband, um, but it is a place where you can make real connections. And that's what this podcast is going to be about. Totally. Um, Tammy, what's most exciting for you about why you thought we should do a podcast? Um, so I should also preface by saying, I know Tammy so well that this, that anytime Tammy asks me for anything, my first answer is sure, of course. Um, but maybe Tammy, what, what inspired you to think like, let's do a podcast? Um, because you and I talk all the time, but what made you think to do a podcast? You know, we're, we're in 2021 and 2020 was a really interesting year. I don't think we can say enough how hard it has been for everybody. Um, and, but I will say that as hard as it was, you know, I count my blessings, um, you know, you know, when you're, when you're deal facing down a pandemic and all the uncertainty that comes with it, um, you really have to do a lot of self-reflection on what you care and how you, what you care most about and how you want to spend your time. And because we've been, you know, um, we've been having to stay at home, keep our distance, socially distance. Um, I felt a podcast, I, I, I started listening to more podcasts. So that's one. And I also, you know, realized that, you know, there, we have to find creative ways to stay connected. And I'm the kind of person, I'm naturally an introvert, but has, have grown into being more extroverted. And I miss connecting with people, being in the same room, being in the same space. But because of the, because of the situation we're in, 
um, I figured a podcast would be a great way to stay connected. And the reason why I wanted to do with my friend Tammy Bui here is because, you know, we, you know, I'm still in Southern California and Tammy is now in Northern California. And we, I thought it would be a good way for us to stay connected. Um, we've had so many great conversations about different things. And every time we talk, and it almost seems like there's a hundred other things we can talk about. So why not start a podcast to stay, to stay connected and maybe share some of those conversations that we have that really just uplifts each other. I feel like every time I talk to Tammy, I'm like, okay, I know what I need to do tomorrow, or I know what I need to do today. Are so similar and yet very different, right? Like I'm obviously extroverted and get my energy from people. And Tammy is more introverted, right? But I also think that's why this is so important because it's about finding people who share, we all have like a common thread, right? And I think that's this, the thing about this podcast is like, I want to be able to address like how people have taken leaps of faith, whether it's in finding different mentors, right? Or leaps of faith, in trusting people to ask for help or taking leaps of faith in going outside of what's culturally accepted or appropriate for what they think you should be as an Asian woman or whatever that might be. I feel like these are all kind of different ways that we talk about leaps of faith. And then Tammy and I are like personifications of how we are, we have commonalities, but we're like totally different too. No, I agree. I mean, I mean, it's funny, you know, we share the same name, you know, we're both Vietnamese women, we both grew up in Orange County. But to Tammy's point, I am very into I mean, I'm introverted, but I feel like the part of me that feels like I want to be an advocate, like I'm someone that sees that something's wrong. And I want to be a voice for that. And I feel like, you know, I've gravitated and really grown as a person and advocate by, by my connections with people like Tammy. And, you know, um, I think it's so important that, you know, we as women, as API women share that because it's not comfortable for me. It's not, not comfortable for me to be out there, you know, talk, talking on a podcast, (laughs) but I feel like it's important for us to share our stories and be supportive and to create a network so that we can together take those leaps of faith. Totally. But you know, what's crazy about Tammy, Tammy Tran is she says that about her, but then when you need something, Tammy like pulls out like a whole army to get things done. And she will speak more about others than she does about herself. Right. So some of these are like the cultural things about us that like Tammy says she's not, she's introverted, but then I've seen Tammy in action and she is not introverted. She not, not in the way that it it comes out. Right. So that may be her, her orientation, but when stuff needs to get done, like I go to Tammy and she will get it done. And I, and I think that that's like also talking about how you can authentically be who you are and embrace all those sides of you. And it's not an either or choice. You can be a fierce advocate and be an introvert. You can be someone who knows who you are and super confident and not always feel like you have to be the loudest person in the room. And I think those are the same concepts that Leap has and espouses. And I would also say those are the the experiences and the voices of the guests that I think will bring to this podcast also, right? 
Absolutely. Um, you know, and I think the thing about leap too that I appreciate, and I think about the 20 years and I, I, we're dating ourselves now. I think that I've been around all those 20 years as well is all the people that we've met, you know, of all different walks and not just API. I think that, you know, it's also important to realize that there's so many things that we can learn from other communities of color, um, and how leadership shows up in different ways. And I think for me, besides the friends and the people that have been there for you, um, you know, I, I, I think it's so important that we also think about the people that have come before us. And that's very Asian, right? Our, the, the impacts of our families, the impact of leaders. And that's something that we're going to talk about on the show as well as how, how mentors, how sponsors, how the people that have been in our lives have been able to help open doors for us. And also, you know, push, push us to take a leap of faith that we never were looking for. You know what, Tammy, I just realized I never asked you, but you should tell, you should share with me a little bit about how you grew up. I think we share that we're both the first in our families, right? The oldest first for a lot of things, right? The oldest, the first to go to college, um, the first to do a lot of things that then set the example for our siblings, which for better or worse, like put pressure on us, um, but also empowered us, right? So I'm, but I've never heard your story. So maybe you can share like, how did you, how did you grow? And were you born here? Yes, I was born in the city of Long Beach. Um, I think like your parents, Tammy, and like many um, immigrants from Vietnam, our parents came here, not out of choice, right? They came out of here after the end of the Vietnam War, which was exactly 45 years ago, after the the fall of Saigon. I think my parents came here, and um, I'm the eldest of four girls. And, and you're right, you know, there's a lot of pressure. Um, but I also think I'm probably among the four spoiled in some ways. And what I mean by that is my parents allowed me to do a lot of things that I don't think, you know, um, other parents would typically allow, um, you know, partly because they're very political. They were very engaged, um, I think, by uh, partly by accident, but also just by the nature of, of um, the, where we live in Orange County in California. So, I, I you know, Little Saigon is very um, politically active. There's a there's a vibrant community um, in religion, culture, education. Um, all of our elected officials have Vietnamese staff. Tammy was, you know, AVP for a Cal State University. And that's a big deal here in Orange County. So I grew up around that. My parents were activists. And so um, I got a chance to, um, to really do the, and you, you, there was not a lot of pressure for me to become a doctor, a, a, an engineer, or, you know, a lawyer. The, what, what was most important for my parents was that I always remember my homeland and remember how important that, you know, Vietnam is and the fact that it, it's not as free and it doesn't have democracy, you know, a democracy, a free press like we do here in the United States. And so that was a huge impression on me. Um, and also my parents were very supportive of me being active in the community. So to your point, Tammy, we met at a March of Dimes um, event, but that was something that my parents really encouraged me to be involved with. So I sat on the boards as a, as a young person and just got to meet a lot of really amazing people um, over the years. So I had a really spoiled life in terms of activism. Um, you know, I, you know, the thing about being young and, you know, we grew up in an apartment in Santa Ana. Um, you're oblivious to, to the things that you don't have. Right. And so now being a mom, I realized like we didn't have that much. My parents struggled. They kind of hid away all the things that they had 
to deal with. And our top priority or their top priority for us was just to get an education um, and to be involved in the community. So what about you, Tammy? Because I know you lived in Santa Ana and grew up. So let me just say, first of all, I was born in Vietnam. So I have to tell this story because I always I always tell this story because I feel like it sets context to why I don't take anything for granted. So I was born in Vietnam and my mom had me breach, but naturally. Okay, so she so, you know, here it's like they you know, if you're breach and they can't turn you around, they'll do a C-section. My mom had me by a midwife like in a house somewhere and it was like this dramatic stormy day and the midwife that was supposed to give birth to help my mom with the labor was not there her daughter was there so then it wasn't even the main person it was her daughter and then and then like she was able to help guide my mom it wasn't a hospital. It was like her house. My mom had me breach like naturally with no meds or anything. So I could have like killed my mom. And like, I obviously, like, I, I don't know if I would have survived, but here I, you know, but I came out and I was fine. And then my dad was a lieutenant in the South Vietnamese army, right? He only was able to ha- afford one ticket to get onto, you know, the boats at the time to escape. But then he was like, oh, I have a little girl and my wife. I'm not going to tell them that I don't have money for a ticket. But what are they going to do to the little my little baby? So he so we don't tell so he doesn't tell any of his family the day that he's supposed to they're supposed to leave. They know that he was supposed to go. But then they dropped the bomb and said, like, actually, we're all going. So my mom, my dad, me went and like you know went that night and got on that boat my dad always said like everyone was like what are you doing blah 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 blah, whatever but my dad was super resourceful and was the one who helped like maintain the boat and do all these Mm. other things Um, how old were you at the time Seven months, seven freaking months. So your mom so, was carrying you. Yeah, My mom was literally carrying me. They had nothing, nothing with them. And Tammy, when we think about the excess here and the, and the diaper bags and the, all the toys and the snacks and everything, I was thinking like, they did that with me at seven months. So it puts things into perspective, right? Mm-hmm. I think to myself, if they were able to do that and risk their lives mm-hmm. and come here, um, I better make the most of every opportunity that is given to me. So Mm -hmm. that has been context to how I feel like I've entered this world and like why I live the way I live my life the way I do, because I don't want to take anything for granted. Um, So I grew up. So we were sponsored by family friends in Santa Ana. We lived in apartments there. Unlike you, my parents were so fearful of government that they were not at all politically engaged. In fact, my mom, my dad was a machinist. My mom worked in a factory um, as an assembler. She didn't work in until I was like probably in third or fourth grade, but we grew up living in um, a shit, like a, somebody owned a house. So I, I'm sure you, I don't know if you remember this, right? But it would be like somebody, somebody owned a home and I would share, we would share from, you know, you would like, you would like live in a room and all. And it was like, by that time it was me and my sister and my brother. So a, fa- a family of five and we were in one room. 
together in a house with an Indian family and then a single Vietnamese man. So it was like, how many of us now you're talking about five plus one, that's six plus another family of three. That's nine people in one house. Okay. Um, and we all lived together until my parents were finally able to then purchase a condo. And we moved out when I was like in the third grade. Um, we were still in Santa Ana, but they, again, unlike you, they were very discouraging of any activity that didn't further my grades or help me get into college. Right. So it was like, you don't do any activities unless it helps you get into college. Um, so, and they was like, keep your head down. Don't, don't speak up any sort of conversation in the house was considered talking back right so uh it was not a household where I felt like we could have free conversation and by the time I got to college I felt like it was like a rebirth of all these things I didn't know because I never talked about them whether it was my identity or um kind of like what I wanted to do. I never talked freely about any of those things. And I was actually very, very shy growing up because I was so scared of my dad. So I feel like I always tell people I'm the same person, Tammy, just louder now because I can actually own the space that I'm in. When I was growing up, I was encouraged to be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer because those were practical occupations. Majoring in political science was not that, <laughs> right? But I was fascinated with mm-hmm. the dynamics of power and who has what and why and how. And I think I met you because I thought to myself, there's a lot of things that are going on that could use help, right? Mm-hmm. So how do I play a role in that? Um, and I appreciate that I've always been able to come to you because there are a lot of issues and things that need organization, that need advocacy, that need support. And I grew up always wondering and waiting for people to say black, Latino or not now Latinx. And then like, they never would say Asian. Right. And you're mm-hmm. wondering, like, what about us? Where are we in the picture? Um, so I think a lot has changed, but I think there's so much more room for our stories to be told. No, absolutely, Tammy. I, I didn't know that about you. I mean, I knew that we both, you know, grew up in Santa Ana. We met at March of Dimes and, the, and, and I'll, I'll share with you re- really quickly with the March of Dimes. It's close. And it's, it's personal to me because my, my, my sister was born premature. Sure. Um, my sister Anne, um, and and so I got involved. We we our whole family got involved with the March of Dimes because of that. But it's interesting, Tammy, because I would never have imagined that um, that you you would kind of be the shy girl. I, I don't see you that way at all. <laughs> so, but but well, you know, I was, super, I was super shy, Tammy. I actually had a lot of. I had a lot of issues when I was growing up because we didn't have family here. I don't know if you had a lot of family here. I didn't grow up with a robust like Asian family where every that, you know, you get Lisi from your cousins and your aunties and uncles. We didn't have that. I actually developed a lot of issues when I was little because I worried that like if my parents passed away, I was responsible for everything. I, I, I translated, you know, when they went to the doctors, I... 
I filled out our emergency cards for school, right? I felt an immense amount of pressure on me. And so it's, um, I think mental health and all these issues that in our community, we don't talk about, you know, I didn't even mention that my mom, um, I grew up with a mom who had depression. There's just a lot of stuff, right? In our community that we don't talk about. Exactly. I think that's something that, you know, even within the second, third generation, we, we you know, it manifests itself in different ways. It's definitely cultural. Um, my dad is someone that I'm close to, but not close to, if that makes sense. Like we don't talk a lot about things, but you know, he understands me. I understand him. You know, I think a lot of us, especially, you know, with an Asian dad or a Vietnamese dad, um, some things go on say, uh, said. And I think the older you get, the more you, uh, you um, understand your parents. Um, you know, my, I was much closer to my mom than my dad was growing up. It kept me close to my dad was, you know, I, I'm the oldest of four girls. And, you know, my interest in the community and politics, um, you know, kind of, built this bond between us. So while, while I don't, I never felt like, um, you know, that pressure, I mean, I, I, that pressure, I, I had the same things that you had experienced. I mean, I was a translator. My, my father got in a major car accident two days until my first professional job. And so I had to take over a lot of the family responsibilities, but I felt like because of the community that we were surrounded by, um, we didn't have a lot of, we, we, we have a big family, but we weren't close, weren't close, but the family I had, where all the people my parents were involved with, um, you know, the, the, the community that really cares about democracy in Vietnam, um, our, our Catholic community. And so I felt like I was always surrounded by people. So going back to the introvert in me, like at the end of the day, I'm very exhausted, <laughs> but I still love the community. I, I, um, but I think that's something that, you know, we'll, we'll get to explore on this podcast, um, you know, different people that have impacted both Tammy, you know, both Tammy and I, um, and we'll explore these different things that really touch us that, you know, are rooted in our family experiences, but also in the connections that we may, we, we have made throughout our lives in the community. So Tammy, I, I would love to kind of end on, um, kind of the future, right? Cause we both have kids. I have two kids. You have two kids. Where, what do you think your past and what you have learned in terms of like the risks that you've taken and the leaps of faith that you've taken, like, what do you want to leave for your children? What do you want them to know? I think, um, you know, what I worry about, about or what, what keeps me up, it's not so much, um, you know, their education or the things that they have or the, the experiences they have, because I feel like they, they have so much more than what we had growing up. They have so much more than absolutely what our parents had or, you know, and I think about the people that are still in Vietnam. I still have cousins, um, aunts and uncles in Vietnam. In fact, there's a cousin that's about my age. We're exactly the same age. So she's about two two years, two, two months younger than I, you know, and her occupation is taking care. Um, she lives in a very rural area of Vietnam and her biggest accomplishment is being able to, you know, raise enough pigs to, to pay her bills, um, you know, for, you know, in her life. Um, and, and that, and, and when I started working, um, I would send one day's pay to her. Um, and I still do that. And I realized through, throughout my career, um, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've benefited from, um, from, you know, advancing in my career, but so has my cousin and that one day's pay, pay has made a lot of difference in her life in ways that I, I won't fully understand, but with regards to my kids, I really just hope that 
you know, they become good human beings that care about people. Like I will often tell them that, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, whether you get good grades or things, I just want to make sure that you care about other people, that you're empathizing, you know, that, you know, um, that, you know, we, we are very lucky. And that's something I tell them every day. You know, my, my son, I drop him off at school and I tell him, remember, listen to your teacher, you know, and help somebody. And then those are the two main things that that's your job. He's only four years old, but listen to your teacher and help somebody. And then when I pick him up, I'll ask him, did you listen to your teacher? And who did you help today? Um, I think at the end of the day, those are the two main things I want for my kids is for them to be educated, aware, and to help somebody. What about you, Tammy? I mean, you got two little kids and they... I mean, you know, you just made a major move, <laughs> you know, into a community where you're not surrounded by, you know, family as, as small as your family is, but you, you were very close when you guys were here in Orange County. Yeah. So, you know, Tammy, more than anybody that Vietnamese families like love it or hate it. They're like all up in your business. Right. <laughs> so my dad was the kind of dad who would like come to her house and tell us if he needed we needed something to fix it. We didn't even know if we needed fixing. Like he would just show up. Right. Water um, plants. <laughs> Um, so we still have our house down south. We're renting it out. But um, so, OK, so I think I would say so. Tam, thanks for sharing, Tammy. I, I, I agree with you. And that's why I love you so much, because oh. I feel like that's just who you are, Tammy. Um, you know, you just have I, I remember Viet Tran told me like Tammy Tran is like Mother Teresa. OK, Viet Tran is not my 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 brother. It's just a friend that happens to be the last name. Because you don't want to claim him. <laughs> <laughs> but let me just say, I, um, so the other thing, Tammy, is what's so amazing is, you know, Tammy, I never forget that you are the one who give my, gave my children Aoyai, right? So that when it comes time for that, they wear Aoyai that Auntie Tammy has given them. They don't even, we don't even see each other often, Tammy. You and I both know that. That's the crazy part, right? Is that Tammy and I, and that's why even pre-COVID, Tammy, our lives are so busy that we never got to see each other. That's the reality, right? So we talk, we're very close, but that didn't mean that we always got to hang out. And yet, but you were my buddy when I was would commute to Rosemead every day. So that hour that I had was my hour, Tammy Bowie, (laughs) at least once a week. (laughs) But that's why, but the point of this is to say like, we never, we didn't get to see each other always, Tammy, but how is it that we've able, been able to stay so close after all these years. If you look, I, I kind of feel like it's on my fingers, the amount of times we've had like dinner or lunch or whatever that might be. It's not a whole lot of time. Um, but having said that, you were, you were at my kid's um, um, I remember Malia's birthday and you gave her her yai, And I I think to myself, the things I want to leave with my children, I, I struggle with... Um, Uh, I struggle with thinking through, you know, as many challenges, Tammy, that you and I have had growing up, I think it's made us who we are, right? It makes us hungrier. It makes us grittier. It makes us resilient, right? Because if we gave in to all the things that we grew up with, we might feel like we're never good enough, right? And yet, Tammy, we still feel so strongly that we can be who we are and embrace 
our cultural values, right? Of humility, of taking care of our family, of knowing where our history is, right? And yet also acknowledging that we can still take up space and not be apologetic. And I think that that's the kind of dichotomy that a lot of us struggle with, right? So I know even when applying for jobs, we think like, oh, I'm talking too much or I don't want to brag, right? Or like, I don't I don't want to draw too much attention to ourselves. And yet we're in a society where that's, that's what is needed in order to be seen and recognized and promoted, right? And so I, I wonder, like for Melia and for Dalen, who represent the two sides of me, Melia is very introverted. I think, how do I make her feel that you don't have to change who you are and you can still be a leader in your own way, right? And then with Dalen, who is very extroverted and very willing to state his opinions and ask for what he wants, right? To still listen, right? And make sure that he gives space for others who aren't as willing to just like butt in and say whatever they, whatever comes to mind, right? So it's a constant kind of balance of making sure that they feel that they can be their best like whoever they are and if they in being whoever they are they then will find what that is to then serve something much larger than themselves right so what is that right it's not being like a so we always ask the question of like how does it help somebody else right how does it and I think that's what this podcast is about and that's what leap is about right it's like how does it it serves you but it doesn't have to be an either or how does it also help somebody else um and I think that that's the beauty of um what leap does but also what I'm trying to accomplish with my own children I want them to feel that in being who they are they can whether it's it's Melia opening a bakery that then serves the homeless or something, right? Or Galen and being a paleontologist and finding some discovery that like changes the course of history. Um, I, I think it's, it's, I want them to see it from an abundance mindset of like what's possible as opposed to for me, when I was growing up, I was always worried about like, did I make the right choice? Did I do the right thing? You know, I, 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 I kind of like analyzed every single step. And as I got older, I realized like maybe the best thing to do is just take that step, right? Just try it and then see where it takes me and then have a network and family and friends like backing of people that could tell me that even if I failed, I could get up and like be okay. Um, I want my kids to feel that way and I want them to be able to to reach that potential in just being who they are. You've been that kind of friend for me um, over the years in terms of encouraging me not only to kind of push and and find meaning in my work, but also to find that space, um, you know, to to be happy and to take care, you know, to take care of myself. And um, I think that's just beautiful. I think that those are the kind of things that we want for our communities. And that's really at the core of this podcast. Like, how can we empower ourselves? How can we empower our communities? And um, and Leap is, is is a driver of that. For those that are listening, um, definitely look up more information about the various leadership programs that Leap has to offer on leap.org.